Do you remember those dark clubs in Hamburg? Of course I do. I booked them. I'm the leader of the Beatles. Welcome to Up Next, the only podcast that left its home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. I'm... I hate... <laughs> I hate how much thought 100% went into that. I'm one of your hosts. I am the Eggman. We are the Eggman. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the Walrus. The the pissed. (laughs) The totally not excited for this. I all of my notes on these songs I made just to be fucking snippy at you. Great, I'm really excited. Um by the way, I know. Hey hey Andy, how the hell are you? I've been better. It wasn't that bad. Come on. I'm great. I'm fine. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing great to report. Uh, back to you, boss. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I bought. Hey, I bought an Xbox. That's, wow. That's my exciting news. Yeah. What? Yeah. i like this is. I you could you should not have saved this Why? for for the podcast banter because this is. This is an episode in and of its <laughs> why'd you get an Xbox, Steve? Uh well as as opposed to a PlayStation. Is that what you're asking? Or just why didn't you get the PS5? No, no, no. I have a PS4. Okay. PS4 yeah. and an Xbox. Yeah. And a Switch. Okay, yes. Are you judging me for And and a penis? How do you have all this time between video <laughs> games these, and masturbating? <laughs> What what prompted you? Was it like a I mean, Microsoft specific title where you're like, I gotta have well, this? I had been thinking about. I've been getting the itch to get one of the new systems, and like, you really can't get a PlayStation Five. They're very so you're like, very difficult. To, <laughs> this is this is difficult here. to come by, and um, Xbox has the Game Pass, which is kind of like the the Netflix for games, which was pretty compelling because mm. you just get like a lot of games for um, a not too costly subscription. So. I've been playing a lot of the new Halo and Train Simulator. <laughs> what a glorious yeah, life. Yeah. Train Sim is awesome. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, genuinely happy for you. Um, yeah, that's my big news. Very exciting. Um, before we dive into the, uh, the, the meat and potatoes of this episode, I think we have to issue an apology. We, we caused a breakup of a band yeah holy shit if i boy can i tell you how disappointed yeah, i was that was a bummer a retirement party broke up like right after well within what within the week or so of our yeah. episode there. and i was just like they're playing at this concert venue it is not near me at all but it's in chicago so i'm it's near me but it's within four hours and i was getting stoked yeah i'm like i'm gonna go to this and I, i'm not sure if it's one of the shows they canceled. Mm. Because, you know, they're just doing one last little mini hurrah, yeah. and then they're calling it. But I'm bummed. So y'all should still listen to the music. It's out there. Yeah. Um, and if you can go see them, they, I think they're doing a little mini tour th- up to the summer, through the summer. But check them out if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, it turns out being featured on our pod is a curse. Yeah, I really not... I really feel sorry for what's going to yeah. happen to these guys we're going to talk about yeah. today. The poor Beatles. I hope nothing, <laughs> I hope nothing happens to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all doing well these days. All two of them are definitely kicking. Yeah, they're fine. Um, all right, well, should we do this thing? Should we talk about the goddamn Beatles? <sighs> Let's do it. <clears throat> Come on. I, f- I do appreciate that you rec- you realized how dumb it was that you this was your choice, but I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, I only say that because it's kind of ridiculous for us to be I I feel like in general we've been covering less mainstream well-known music with some exceptions. And it's kind of silly to be like, "Hey, let's talk about the Beatles." Like <laughs> like as if enough ink hasn't been <laughs> spilled on analyzing. Have you heard have you ever heard of these guys? <laughs> they're the they're this this 
they're coming up with some yeah, nice like, stuff. I think everything that could be said has been said about the goddamn Beatles, but here we are. Um, yeah, but like, well, I'm gonna think of at least five new things awesome. to say. Well, that's that's why we pay you the big bucks. But yeah, I was I was inspired to choose this album after watching the fantastic Get Back documentary, which once again highly recommend for anyone interested in rock the Beatles. Well, or just rock and roll history. The rock. The real pop music history is fascinating. Very well done. And that doc- documentary tracks the recording sessions of this very album, which just had me listening to this album a lot um, in conjunction with watching that show. So here we are. The Beatles, Let It Be, Naked. So... I guess it's my duty to give some background on the artist, but um, you don't have it's to. It's the goddamn Beatles. We know, you know who the they Beatles: are. John, Paul, Ringo, George, Liverpool, Hamburg, Hold Your Hand, <laughs> Twist and Shout, LSD, India, psychedelics. You know, I do appreciate that they started out appropriating black culture and ended appropriating Indian <laughs> culture. Do you? Hmm. Was it appropriation? I mean, is playing rock and roll appropriation? Yes. Yes. So it just I'm kidding. No, I'm just but you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. You you can't deny it's like early Beatles, mm-hmm. it's like early Elvis, yeah. just like fucking stealing black people music and then just being a white face getting famous. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> I do firmly believe in that. Yeah, and I do love real hardcore Beatles fans get so pissed when you talk. That it's like I I don't care. I'm just no. stating a fact. <laughs> I mean, they obviously. I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. Like they they were obviously playing black music or heavily influenced by black music. Um, and it is shitty that they hit it big, and so many black artists didn't. Right, but I don't like. I don't know that I blame them for that. Like I think they truly love the music. No, um, it's it's the it's the world. I think that is it was like the system. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. But we don't have to. D- not saying they. No, I think we were... should spend like four hours like uh, hashing this out. <laughs> um, I think everything that need be said had been said. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we we've uh, covered the Beatles in in depth. Um. Just a couple things that stood out to me that I didn't necessarily realize. So they are apparently the best-selling music act of all time with an estimated 600 million units sold, which is a lot of units. I just got the one myself. So many units. Um, And they released 13 studio albums in an eight-year span, which to me is kind of crazy. Who does that? The goddamn Beatles. Yeah. Um, All right. So the album we're talking about is Let It Be dot 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 naked which is a remix remaster of the 1970 album let it be without the dot 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 naked uh so <laughs> little background on the record it it is the final uh studio album from the beatles although it was not the last music they recorded they recorded abbey road after this but abbey road came out before this it's all very confusing um, this was intended to be a back to basics record um, and features primarily tracks recorded kind of live in studio, which was a departure from their recent records. Um, and it's really cool in the documentary to see like the circumstances under which these were recorded. Like it's wild that anything came out sound- sounding de- decently because they're just all in a room with amps all over the place and drums and just microphones willy-nilly and um it's pretty wild um so anyway after recording the album it kind of got stuck in limbo as the band was looking for different producers to produce it and mix it and they just were not happy with the end results um and eventually it was given to uh, Phil Spector, who produced the final 1970 release. Um, but apparently this was not to Paul's liking. Spector added a lot of like choral and um, orchestral arrangements to some of the tracks and did a lot of over sort of overproduction, which I think Paul in particular thought was 
um, counter to the intended sort of back to basics um, vibe of the album. So, thirty three years later, he he led an effort to um, to remix the album, and so let it be naked. Um, kind of remove some of those elements that Phil Spector added, uh, changes the track list um, in a few ways. It rearranges the tracks. It removed a couple tracks, added a track, um, and then it uses different takes of a lot of the songs. So some of the tracks are same take as what's on the album, but remixed. Some of them are different takes altogether or different edits or mashups of different takes. Um, so yeah, that's that's the album in a nutshell i don't know about you but that was enough beatles for a week for me so we can call it there all right episode's done God. give the beatles a chance let them into your heart andy um do you what, what do we do we talk about the album i genuinely forget what we do <laughs> <laughs> week to week um yeah man why don't you hit me with your <clears throat> High-level impressions. That was fine. Um, as much shit as I give the Beatles, I don't hate them. I just don't love nor really like them. Mm-hmm. Like, I have songs of theirs that I really, really like. but uh, And I, I truly respect what they did. And, you know, a lot of recording techniques and just popular music would not be what it is had they not have existed. But I also just don't care. <laughs> I think part fair. of it doesn't help. Do you remember it was like... Was it the late 2000s, early 2010s, where it was like this huge research? It was the late 2000s. It was a huge research into the Beatles and like pop culture, right? Like that's when Across the Universe came mm-hmm. out. That's when Rock Band Beatles Edition came <laughs> out. And it's just, for some reason, everyone was really fucking into the Beatles. And I mean, my mom, you know, grew up. Yeah. Like she's old as fuck. She likes like the Beatles. Like they were huge when she was a kid. And but then my niece, my little brother, was so fucking into the Beatles, and I'm like, you need to shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. So I think that helped fuel my backlash yeah. of not really giving a shit. But they're you know they're fine, fine. and this yeah. album was fine. I I will genuinely say, I don't know. Let it be well enough to say you know to have appreciated the differences mm-hmm. of the takes. I will say. The songs that I knew really well, like, uh, we'll get it, like, Don't Let Me Down, mm-hmm. Across the Universe, love those two songs. Noticeably different to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and to the point where I hadn't, I haven't listened to those songs in years, and I was like, oh, shit, this sounds different. Yeah. So, I will, and from the perspective of the artist, you know, uh, if... Taylor gets to release, re-release her music as Taylor's version. The Beatles can release the naked version, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. they did it first, so Taylor's just copying them. Um, but, you know, as, like for, as an artist being able to have your shit put out there as you intended, I'm like, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, and I totally get like not being super into the Beatles. My my Beatles phase is well behind me. I don't actually listen to them a whole lot these days. I, I did actually get into them around the time period you were talking about, um, specifically because I took an elective class in college. I think my freshman year. With Terry Grady, right? I I'll take. I can't remember his name. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, the history of rock and roll <laughs> and like. I remember because you were talking so much about how we loved Ringo, and I'm like, why? Ringo's a perfectly good drummer. But anyway, um. Like we got, we talked about the Beatles, and I was like, "Whoa, word, the Beatles!" Like, <laughs> they had some <laughs> tunes. I like, I didn't, I did not have much exposure to them growing up because, um, as we've discussed, I was raised in a very strange strain of Christianity where I was shielded from most secular media. I was for only many allowed years. to listen to the Veggie Tales, but only dude, the edited version. Dude, you're not far off, honestly. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so so for me on this album, uh, it's probably not my favorite of theirs. Um, I think there's some good songs on it, some songs I really like, others that I really don't care for too much. Um, one like, kind of criticism I have of it is it doesn't feel that much like a cohesive album. Like some of the songs really are like, really are strange, uh, I think. It's almost like they were doing copious amounts of drugs and also hated each other. Yeah, it's other. almost... Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's one thing I didn't mention about like watching the, watching the documentary. It's fascinating to see like the the tensions between all the band members and yeah, they also had sort of the self imposed time crunch to finish this, and like they did not have enough songs. So like some of these songs are like Paul and John both had half a song done and they just put them together, and like one of the songs is something they wrote back when they were teenagers. Like they were just kind of like I think scraping the bottom of the barrel for material. Um, but yeah, I really, I like the songs that just have like a sort of more like bluesy, just rock and roll feel. Um, and I think in general, like there's not a lot of like earth shattering, mind bending, like genius at play here. Like there's some solidly written songs performed well. Um, so yeah, shall we, uh, shall we do it? Shall we (laughs) dig in? Yes. (laughs) Well, let's get back to work. This is one of my favorite songs um, on the album and maybe of the Beatles musically. I just love that, like, bluesy shuffle feel. Solid tune. I wrote, eh, cool. <laughs> you know, also it's just because, like, I again, paired with me just being like, oh, the Beatles mm-hmm. and just kind of being over it. Um, and just, you know, I, I remember when I was young and I was first introduced to the song by, like, my parents. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, get back, Loretta. <laughs> I will always say, when I was young, I remember always being tripped up. It's like, you know, Loretta thought she was a woman, but she was just another man. I was like, what does this mean? And then I was excited to look up the lyrics and be like, you know, I'm older. I'm more hip. I'm more mm-hmm. aware. What and I was like, and no one still knows. Just does it. I was like, this makes no, like, this is not, you know, like a trans thing. This isn't any. I was like, it's just a fucking lyric. Yeah, it it is an awkward lyric, I think, because like, especially listening to it in 2022, I'm like, she she thought she was a woman, but she was a man. Like, what are you talking about, Paul? Like, yeah. are like, you saying like in and, and in like, the eyes of somebody, you know, like she thought she was like maybe in a romantic relationship, but she was just one of the guys. I was like. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. Yeah, like my initial read is sort of like, like sort of like like a like an anti-trans thing almost, and I was like, that's that's a weird thing to say out of just for no reason. But apparently, the official story is it's just like kind of nonsense. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and it's not a bad song. You know, it's it. I who who doesn't like a good train beat? Not not this guy. Um, I did want to mention at the top, but there's a pretty cool. Uh, piano or electric piano or organ solo in this and that is um, Billy Preston who features on I think six tracks on the album um, who is awesome and I did not know was on this record until watching the documentary Um, I just assumed one of the Beatles recorded all those parts but um, I love his contributions here did you know Billy Preston? who is he? Um, he my understanding is he started out as sort of like a like a session and touring musician backing other artists and played with like a lot of really big names and i think he befriended george harrison like around the time they were recording this album and like george invited him to the studio and he sat in on a few songs and they were like hey just like keep coming back <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and so yeah he he uh, contributes electric piano and organ uh throughout i think he i think he's awesome here i think he's also the f- only musical artist to be credited um, only non-Beatle to be credited on a Beatles record or a Beatles <laughs> recording. I do like all of his shit that he plays. Mm-hmm. Everything's tasty. Yeah, it adds a lot. Um. Yeah, man. I I mean, that's all I have to say on that. Except I was I was in the store the other day, and Alana was like, "What do you want for dinner?" And I was like, eh, "Dig a pony." I would, I, would, I would dig a pony right about now. <laughs> This and like you were saying, I liked you know looking up the lyrics to this one, and it was I was like, and I did not know this song, period. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's like Lennon. It's a it's a nonsensical lyric. It's a nonsense lyric song, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, clearly, damn fucking straight <laughs> it is, man. Like, 
Jesus. Yeah, this, like, this one and some of the maybe one or two of the other John songs like definitely have that feel. And it kind of reminded me of like I think Kurt Cobain had once said like because everyone's always trying to find like the deep meaning in Nirvana songs, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I just like said words that rhymed," <laughs> and, like, <laughs> which I'm not sure I totally believe, but like it, I got that feeling for some of his songs. Like this one was also giving me, just making me think of the Wonder Years. Mm. But I think solely just based on right because the uh, the the intro, the theme to the Wonder Years is, is it just this? Uh, no, 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 it's. Uh, little help from my friends you know mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the beatles it's a different version, version but, first, yeah. but uh just the the compositional vibe kind of made me think of that and i'm like mm. yes not wonder years the band um <laughs> good band though yeah i was like this is a nonsense song and i don't care <laughs> yeah I, I i uh will mention maybe surprisingly like this album and probably most beatles music largely i don't care about the lyrics <laughs> like um <laughs> With some exceptions, but like, I I think this is a solid song. I like the whole ah uh, ha 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 like that. It's very catchy. <laughs> um, and speaking of Ringo, which by the way, last episode it was it is so funny that you evoked Ringo before I gave the homework. I was losing it. <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus, <laughs> which you can see him start to workshop in the documentary. Spoiler alert for the documentary. Um. I was going to say, he does some, like, the way he chooses to keep time in the song sometimes, like, threw me off. Like, he would, like, throw the bass or snare hit where I wasn't expecting it, which is which is fun. I think Ringo's a fine drummer. People give Ringo a hard time. Yeah, I don't think he's shitty. You know, it's just he also... a lot of creative stuff. I would say that he is really, he's a really good timekeeper. Yeah, which is very important. Which is arguably the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, you know, he was the shittiest drummer. I mean, I, like, if I, ha- if I had a last minute gig and <laughs> I had, to, and I couldn't play drums and I needed to call Ringo or yeah. Meg White, You'd call I'd, Ringo. Well, I'd call Ringo. Like, he obviously didn't sh- display, like, the nastiest chops or anything. But I don't, for, for any musician, I don't think the best musician is necessarily the one that's the most technically able. Like, that is one measure of skill but like it's not Spoken like a, like a true idiot it's not like a measure of artistic uh quality in my opinion no but there has to be an intersect of right you have to have enough technique yeah to let you be expressive yeah and i think right you can be as expressive and artistic as you want but if you don't have the chops to pull yeah. it off i mean i think he has more than enough technique for it to be a rock he, drummer no he he's the best drummer in the world he's just been sitting on some nasty chops <laughs> but like even within his range he does i think throughout their catalog he does some creative stuff but whatever i'll stop i'll stop I standing think for he Ringo. does what he needs to do yeah and more and he's fine yeah anyway um we're gonna spend an hour debating the merits of ringo stars goddamn drumming <laughs> um but I would never do that because I care for you, Blue. Them old 12 bar blues. I did notice, you know, it's like this is one of the few songs in a traditional 12 bar blues, which I'm like. Yeah, right. how did you know that? Did but, you know that because George told you? He, <laughs> he, he says that in the song. It's very funny. Oh, does he? Same old 12 bar blues. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, that shows how closely i was listening i did write getting back to their roots of stealing black music <laughs> i i wrote that though just to say to yeah, you yeah 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 um but also i mean they didn't really stick with it because l- the lyrics are supposed to also you know a a b and they didn't really truly stick with it wow, wow. um just gonna say if you're gonna steal a fucking art form do it right <laughs> there's there's a really there's a funny part in the documentary i'm gonna keep spoiling documentary when so billy preston is, is a black man um and like i forget what the context is but i think it was george that says like like you have to be patient with us this the soul doesn't come to us as easy uh, or f- from the north of england or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that you know you gotta you gotta know you gotta know what you're working with like when he says bop cat bop <laughs> love that <laughs> 
I was gonna say like when he's like go Johnny go during the solo like it's it's so kind of corny but like it works for me I don't know it's like <laughs> I will say on a lot of things you know like looking up random little Wikipedia tidbits or genius lyrics things things and John did more soloy guitar stuff mm. than I thought he did and I was I'm like all right yeah this guy i was and then i was like john might be going places i'm I'm gonna keep an eye out for his stuff i've got some bad news (laughs) yeah i just i just think this is a really fun blues tune i i like i love george george is my new favorite beetle i think um i just sit here while my guitar quietly whimpers (laughs) and i like I, i love the brushes on the snare drum um i'm a sucker for that slide guitar um there's a nice piano solo from from uh either Paul or or Billy Preston, I don't know. Um But yeah, I think it's a fun song. It's kind of it's kind of goofy, but it's fun. It's not as goofy as whenever I have to drive up to Milwaukee to hang out with you cuz I always have to take the long and winding road. <laughs> We don't have to talk about this one. No, truly, I don't want to. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, it sounds like it's from the 70s. Yeah, this is like, this is what the Beatles would have sounded like in this era if um, it was just Paul. <laughs> like, I just, I was just, I was like, this is the predecessor, <clears throat> like, this is the precursor to Wings. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I read an interview with, from John Lennon uh, from like 1980, and he was actually talking about Let It Be, which we'll get to later, but he was like, I don't know, Paul was thinking right in that, like that. That might as well have been Wings. <laughs> and he like basically like disavowed like any involvement with it. He's like, which I think Let It Be is fine, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really care for uh, the Long and Winding Road. It's kind of boring. Well, you and I, the two of us. I, w- I had a couple other notes on it though. <laughs> oh, the, fine. I guess the, the only saving grace for me is the Billy Preston electric piano solo. It's pretty tasty. I was just so checked out on this tune. <laughs> Do you know who else I think was checked out is John Lennon, because I believe he plays bass on this track, which is... I did read that, and they were saying, it's like, he makes... John Lennon makes many amateurish mistakes. Well, it's not his primary instrument, but, like, it just... The bass performance on the song song just... He sounds so bored. (laughs) You can hear it coming through the bass part. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I feel feel for that. Uh, But, yeah, that's enough about The Long and Winding Road. Let's... Let's just talk about the two of us. Two of us making podcasts. Beautiful song. Um, almost as beautiful as the song. Just kidding. It's much better. Um, uh, you know, interesting phrasing, I thought. And I did think that uh, like the the guitar and bass lines were cute. There's some, like, I think this... the bass is real uh, real stanky. Um, if, if you were to say cute, I would agree. Cute. I, I guess that's not the word I was thinking. I was thinking more like stanky. Like na- I don't know, like it just kind of like a nasty baseline for a white boy. I don't know. It's it's cute because it's like damn near just like it's a Paul McCartney like hoedown is the best I can say. <laughs> it's not it's not really country, but it's, it's just a Liverpool his, hoedown. It's just his. It's just beauty, You know, it's just like, but not soulful mm-hmm. and funky. Like what the way I sing it, too much soul. <laughs> well, is, you, you can't help it. It's. <laughs> I mean. You know, it, it's it just kind of made me think of his like obla di obla da thing, like just like that, but like a little <laughs> not as slidey. And I'm like, that's cute. Yeah, I love I love the it's a it's like a duet. I think they both sing every word of the song, and I think they harmonize so well together. They had some practice by this point. Um, <laughs> love the folksy feel of it. Um. And this one, the lyrics like aren't anything special, but I think they do a really good job of like it's very kind of nostalgic. I love a song that can make me feel nostalgic for some shit that I wasn't even around for. <laughs> You're gonna love this song called December seventh, nineteen forty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never forget. Um, yeah. Also, me showcasing my lack of knowledge. Yeah, of you were like World War yeah, Two like events. You bailed out of that one. Yeah, I was like, un- uh... unlike a kamikaze pilot who would never bail out. Jesus, <laughs> someone took AP history. I don't know if I'm there were kidding. any kamikaze at Pearl Harbor. That might have been something that happened later in the war. 
Um, well, this is definitely not a history podcast. We always talk about so many things that I would never expect us to talk about in an episode. <laughs> for better or for worse. Well, I've got a feeling it's for worse. I made the mistake or the really good idea of I started drinking like 15 minutes before we started recording. So, yeah, you seem relaxed. Yeah, I'm chill. I'm, ch- I'm chill. I'm the epitome of chill. Anyway. Epitome? <laughs> um, for the longest time, like, <laughs> I have a lot of words. Genuinely like, thought it was yeah, epitome? <laughs> I thought it was epitome. Um, I thought hors d'oeuvres was hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> so, like... So, like <laughs> So, like, for both of them, like, I I heard the word, right? And, like, could, knew, understood it and could use it. But then, like, when I read it, I thought I thought what I was reading was a different word. <laughs> oh, you are a beautiful, beautiful I'm, man. I never said I was smart, but I've got a feeling we should talk about the next song before I say some more stupid shit. Um, I said, I've got a feeling this is all the same shit. That's all, that's all I wrote. I'm like, okay. I've got a feeling that yelly paul is better than sappy paul I, I love his voice on this one when he's when he's belting out those lyrics yelly paul is kind of like if like you had a grandpa that was singing some rock and you're like oh that's adorable fuck yeah you belt that out grandpa hell yeah even though he was wholly you know not old when he was recording this <laughs> but i was like i'm like you go grandpa mccartney <laughs> isn't it funny how like someone that was already old by the time like we were able to like know of them you just assume they were always kind of old they were Mm -hmm. they were like 28 when they made this (laughs) right yeah yeah we are older than they were when they sang yeah but yeah no they've always been older than us my favorite part of the song is at the end when uh john brings in his bit the everybody had a hard year everybody had a good time A a wet dream pull their sacks up, put their foot down. I love that part. This is one where they both had like two unfinished songs and just jammed them together. Well, that is impressive. That came together. It, it did. I like it. I mean, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say this was high art. It came together no. and I, it was I, fine. Yeah. This is no Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge writing two separate verses and coming together to write I Miss You. <laughs> um... That's a great Where song. Where are you? <laughs> Dude, so speaking about 2003 <coughs> pop punk, yeah. I was subbing for a, a studio today, and I'm, I was teaching this eight-year-old, and he's like, hey, can I play a song that I've been practicing? And I was like, yeah, what song? And he's like, can you look up when September ends? <laughs> You're like, and I, don't I have lost to. my shit. And I, I'm like, all right. I start playing it, and he's just like, dun, dun, ka, dun, dun, ka. and I'm like, this little fucking eight year old can shred. Nice. I mean, because he's like, I've only been playing for a couple months, and he's like, wow, nice. I know this this little naturally talented eight year old. That's definitely awesome. one out of nine hundred and nine. What a fun song. What a fun song. I did write cute little rock and roll ditty. Mm-hmm. So this is the song that uh, yeah. is like one of their oldest, the one of their oldest compositions. Like, Cause th- I read that they recorded it, but they just didn't release it because they were like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then they were doing this album and they were like, hey, we need songs. <laughs> Will your songs still be shit when I'm 64? <laughs> I think we need to talk about the best rendition of the Beatles is in Walk Hard, the, the Dewey That's Cox fantastic. story. I don't, we, with, the Beatles, the full Beatles. I like us. What, who was it? So it's Jack Black as Paul, which is insane. And then Paul Rudd as Lennon, which like... And then Jason Schwartzman as Ringo. And then Justin Long as George Harrison. It's just like... Would you like to do some acid with us? Lysergic it is. <laughs> it's too good. Too good. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think this is a a hoot of a song. I think it's just. It, I think it's fun. I think that is what it is, man. It's yeah. It's a hoot. 
Um, you don't need to give it give it more due. Yeah. So this this track, along with a couple others, are were recorded during their famous rooftop concert. Are you familiar with this? No. So uh, no, I I yeah. fucking know the rooftop. Yeah, concert. yeah. So I just think it's cool that I, I didn't know that was a recording session. I thought it was a wasn't it a protest or something? Well, it, that's what I it was always like a publicity it was. stunt. Like they, so okay. they were recording the album and sort of towards the end of the so they had these plans that at the end of the recording session they would play a concert of all new music and like they kept like waffling on where it would be and when it would be and blah 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 and eventually they just decided like why don't we just go on the roof of our studio and play a concert um which is i think their final public appearance um really and like they it was very it's funny because like the the it was like you know the middle of London. I think the building they were in was like four or five stories tall, and they're like playing not on the edge of the roof. So like from street level, no one you can could just see, hear. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one can see them. People are like up on the roofs around them watching. Uh, but yeah, they recorded everything they played um, on the roof, and I think three of the songs on this release are taken from the rooftop recordings, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, not ideal circumstances for playing or recording, I assume. It was like January. They were cold. They were outside. But they were professionals. That's why they well, were the they goddamn Beatles. <laughs> Dude, you can say they just, they did not let me down. It's the love that lasts forever. It's the love that has no Don't let me down. I won't. Fucking, fucking banger. This is the one that's a banger. This one, soulful. I wrote that. Soulful with like nine U's. Damn. He went nine U's. And I, yeah, and I, was, like, I was like, you gotta love that Wurlitzer. Or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. electronic keyboard he was using. But, uh, I don't know, man. This one's just, this one's soulful. You know, the first version I think I heard of this song was mm-hmm. the Across the Universe version. And I was just like, okay, this song's pretty tasty. And then I listened to the Beatles song version, and I'm like, okay. Okay, Beatles. I don't think I ever okay. listened to any of the Across the Universe uh, songs. I didn't Rachel see the movie either. Rachel watch it. Yeah. Uh, oh, good old Green Bay GF. <laughs> 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 but, you know, it wasn't, I don't know. The, the movie was also, I would say, rather nonsens- nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how can we fit in all of these nonsense Beatles songs and make a narrative? Spoiler, you can't. <laughs> yeah, because it turns out the songs weren't about anything. Yeah, so they would just fit them into weird... Like, they run into a traveling bus of hippies, and it's led by Bono, who sings I Am The Walrus. <laughs> and you're like what it's just because they were high and he's like i'm the walrus <laughs> and then eddie Izzard sings for the benefit of mr kite for, i think it's again when people are tripping i mean there's yeah when else would you sing that song but um yeah you know yeah uh, this it's a great song yeah I, it's, be- I, it's beautiful i love the pianos in this one great sort of outro solo um I really, once again, I'm a stand for Ringo. I like what Ringo does in the verses here. Very different approach approaches in uh, verses one and three versus verse two. I'm not going to try to describe them. Just go listen to it, okay? Um, yeah, don't let me down. I like the song. It's good. It's good, dude. Um, I don't really care about your opinions. It's always I, me, mine with you. <laughs> Another George song. This is okay. That that makes sense. I like this because one a lot. I was I was reading and it was like this is like based off this is potentially based off like this concept in Hinduism and I was like why would these two oh George <laughs> that explains it <laughs> I don't know you know I'm like I thought like lyrically I was more interest I was more intrigued by the lyrics mm-hmm. than I was the music which is right a weird flip. And that wasn't to say I'm like, oh, yeah, the fucking lyrics. I was like, it was more interesting to me when I knew, like, the backstory. And then I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, ego, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck ego. No, I... Which is also, uh, I do like that George, this is apparently a George song, because when I was 
under the impression it was a, a John song, mm-hmm. I was like, you're writing about ego? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, I'm like, oh, okay. This is probably the track on the album where, where the lyrics do the most for me. I, I do just like that theme of selfishness, ego, I may mine. It's also sort of fitting that, so this was apparently the last new song recorded by the band before they broke up. And when they recorded it, actually, John was already gone. Um, so it's kind of fitting because, you know, I think the ego issues were part of what led to the band breaking up. Um, really interesting, the tonal shift between the verses and the hook. I just want a more punk version where he's just like screaming, I made mine! I made mine! I made mine! I made mine! <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sign me up. We could do it. You're a guitarist and sad, mm. so you can scream. I wouldn't call myself a guitarist. I love this song. I don't feel strongly um, about it. I think it's fine. I loved it because, for, I don't know, because when I was like, Again, you know, people are like, ooh, my Beatles phase. I had, mm-hmm. like, a, a handful of songs, and that was my Beatles phase. Yeah. And this was one of them. There's actually this version of this by Rufus uh, Wainwright, I think, mm. from the I Am Sam soundtrack. Never saw the movie. Don't know anything about the soundtrack other than this song's on it. <laughs> Again, Rachel made me listen to this, but I'm like, oh, that's, like, a beautifully recorded cover version. Um, which I think I like more than this one, but this was one of the ones the most, I should have said this about don't let me down too, mm-hmm. right? Because I did actually up top because I know these songs, the best of their versions. I was like, okay, this is different. This one. I was like, this is this very is, this different. Is incre- yeah. Very. I'll have to listen to the other version of don't let me down to see. Um, I'll take your word for it though. Yeah. It's, it's not, not nearly as like, Ooh, this is stripped down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one. I do like that about this one though this version of it how stripped back it is what's are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup every time i hear the song i think of you specifically for the way you say it and he says cup thank you what was the song that made us well me start making fun of that this. oh yeah it's like well no well it's like woke up got out of bed <laughs> Dragged a comb across my head. Went downstairs and drank a cup. A cup. Went, <laughs> went down. I noticed I was late. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> that was peak Steve in his Beatles era. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lyrically, this one's very strange. Very uh, kind of trippy. Uh, abstract. Visual. No, no, no. It's John. Yeah. Dude, nothing's gonna change your world. You just gotta fucking let it be. Might as well let it be. But though they may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an This is again, right? I'm like, I wrote, who doesn't know this? Whatever. <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's fine. Yeah. I. And again, don't I don't know how much it was fucked with this version. So like artistically I couldn't be like, oh well it was really nice how they stripped this down or didn't do that. So um I don't have epic things to say. It's fine. I did find it was interesting reading Genius Pay Us, Genius Lyrics Pay Us. Um, you know, it's like this isn't about the Virgin Mary, it's about his mom Mary. I'm like, huh, oh, that's cute. like literally his mother Mary. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I like this song. I'm a sucker. I mean, whatever. It's good. Um, love the organ part. Billy Preston, shout out. Love the guitar solo. I probably should have mentioned that in some of the other songs. We got we got some sweet dick guitar solos on, on this album. These were precursors to the sweet dick guitar solo, so these ones are actually uh, like sweet Richard solos, I would say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, what can you say about Let It, me, let it Be that hasn't been said? It sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's just... yeah. Um, yeah, man. Let it be. 
we shall. I think we should just let the whole album be. <laughs> well, um, we just committed crimes against this album for like 40 minutes, so we're beyond, <laughs> we're beyond that point. All right, man. I want, to, I want to personally get an email from Paul McCartney being like, what would you say? There's things about Andy, me. Andy, you're very cruel. <laughs> you're, you're very mean to me. What I ever do to you? <laughs> I've always really what valued you... your opinion, and now I hear you talking shit about my band, The Beatles. <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you meet me at the coffee shop? We can get a cup. <laughs> and I'll be like, can you say that one more time? And I will read his email in that voice. <laughs> um, yeah. So shall we? Uh, shall we recap? Shall we recap and review? We have to talk about rating scales. We gotta talk about rating scales. Uh, what do you think? Um, so I have a few uh, possible options. I've got feelings deep inside. I've got hard years, wet dreams. Wet dreams, uh, no. We have just wet dreams. Pools of sorrow, times of trouble. That's what if got. we combine them for pools of wet dreams? Hmm. You want wet, You want wet dreams? No, you made you gave that look that says Andy's still fun and immature. No, no, I'm I'm down with wet dreams. Don't get me wrong, because everybody had one. Fine, it's wet dreams. I mean, don't doubt yourself. I've never doubted myself. Doubt free since '93. Okay, how many wet dreams are you gonna give this? Well, putting me on the spot here. Or who goes first? I don't remember. I think you should. I don't want to. I don't want to influence you. You will not influence me. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I'm very influential. <laughs> um, honestly, I was gonna give it a a good old two point five just to be wholly neutral, but I did forget how much I love "Don't Let Me Down" mm. and "Across the Un- Don't Let Me Down" more so, and then like "Across the Universe" is there, so I'm like, I'll give it a three. It was just above neutral mm, mm-hmm, in, a, in mm-hmm. the play. I, it, was, it was just above a neutral wet dream for me. <laughs> a neutral milk dream. Neutral wet hotel. We'll workshop that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 3.5. Uh, there's a lot of songs that I like a fair amount. There's some songs I don't care for too much. I don't think it feels too much like a co- cohesive album. Um, so I'm, I'm slapping a 3.5 on this bad boy. The old 3.5. That's not in tune. It's the point five that really gets you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's homework time. Well. Homework town. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I put zero thought into this. I'm not surprised um, at all. Um, but I, I was, I've been tr- thinking, because I you was... You never cease I've, to disappoint me. I have always... This has always been on the back burner every week, just so you know. And I'm like, when do I finally pull the trigger? And this is it. Except I'm going to be a douchebag about it. I'm going to be a Steve about it. Okay. So would you rather have... Would you ha- rather have a part or the whole? Is are you going to assign the same homework regardless of what choice I make? No, it does make a difference. But I thought you already had it on the back burner and decided. Is it the same band, two albums? No. Whatever I have, the part or the whole of what? Like an apple? That, that that's like, all you get. No, that's all you get. Well, I always, I'm going to always choose the whole. All right, we are going to do "Commit This to Memory" by Motion City Soundtrack. Nice. All right. All right. I'm down. Um, I'm uh and again I didn't look any of this up. I'm gonna go off the top of my old cranium and say that that is their sophomore album, I believe. After I am the movie, I'm pretty sure I am the movie was their first full length. Um, commit this to memory. So is a sophomore album like the album where they like really disappoint their parents and like start slipping <laughs> in, in in the grades in school and like fall in with a bad crowd and what was your sophomore <laughs> year like not, not like that although i did get pretty shitty grades is that when you met fonzo <laughs> no i like that i we also need to make fun of we have a good friend named fonzo that we have to make fun of more because he apparently listens well, uh, what he told me is that he subscribes, but only sometimes listens. Which... Okay, well, fuck you, Fonzo. Also, my slash our friend Fuad uh, says that he, this sounds awful, he doesn't do the homework, but listens to the podcast. 
That's even better. I don't give a shit if you listen to our albums ahead of time. Mm. But you should listen to them after the fact if we like them. Mm. Yes, and buy them. Yeah, support the um, artists. Unless man. it's the goddamn Beatles, you know, fuck them. Yeah, they don't, they don't, two of them don't need your money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, they don't make, they don't make money on streams. But uh, you know who needs money? <laughs> I don't mean that shittily, but Motion City Soundtrack, <laughs> buy, buy their albums. I love them so much. Mm, yeah. Steve went and saw them with me yeah, only they... because they happened to be at Riot Fest. Yeah, this is a band I never really got into. There's, I, I think I like know and like two of their songs. Um, I really enjoyed that concert, though. I thought it was really good. So They do put on a good concert. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited to check this out. I'm excited that our friendship hinges, like, hinges on this ep- next episode very much. I think that's putting it a little... Uh, Accurately, you're correct. <laughs> All right. Well, um, all right. We got our homework. Um, listen to Andy's other shows. Follow Andy on the various social media platforms. Look um, at the show notes. Steve works really hard. Yeah, less hard lately. Got to be honest. Um, you got y'all see what you're doing to Steve. He knows he doesn't <laughs> have an audience, and he can't perform without an audience. I know. I watched his son get conceived. <laughs> it only happened because i was there yeah i have the opposite of performing anxiety I, like when i'm in a public <laughs> bathroom i need someone to look at my dick I just, I, he, I, I, steve has waited in a public restroom for an hour and a half I for someone to walk in i can't go until someone's watching me he can't he can't go to restaurant like rest stop bathrooms not because they're gross <laughs> just because so few people are there Oh man, um, <clears throat> I think Andy that this feels like it was a podcast episode. That feels like a podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I'm leaving really convenient places for you to yeah. cut things out? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, um, goodbye, everybody. And in the meantime, dig a pony, roll a stony. Have a don't feeling. Do, d- don't do any of those things. These are this is terrible, nonsensical advice. Flow more freely than wine. All right. Well, goodbye. Why don't you go on to the pub and have a cup? Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace and love. Drop From us. Drop some Beatles. acid. Expand your mind. Like we do, because we are the Beatles. Yes, from, from Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. Yes. The, the, club, yes, we... the club's in Hamburg. You better believe it. Goodbye. Give me a cord. <laughs>